Hi everyone, welcome back to Church Everywhere. My name is Deanna. In our last edition, Christine and Carla brought us a brilliant interview about self-compassion and self-care. And I don't know about you, but it really resonated with me. Right now, I'm working full-time and trying to homeschool my daughter for the first time. And I just feel overwhelmed and really impatient. Over more than that, I feel guilty about all the feelings I have. But then I watched the interview last week and I felt released to forgive myself, to be a little gentler on myself, a little kinder to myself. So if any of that resonates with you, if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed or just really challenged in this challenging time that our community is going through right now, I've got a really great resource for you. Our prayer team is gonna be online today. We're gonna have a prayer line open at 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. It's gonna be a Zoom meeting. So you can just hop online. The QR codes are gonna be on your screen or you can click the link in the caption below. Part of having church everywhere is being able to take our worship everywhere. So let's raise our voices together and join our worship team in a time of praise. As we go into a time of worship, I'd like to read you from Psalms 100, a psalm for giving thanks. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost but he brought me and oh his love for me. His love for me when the sun sets free, who is free indeed? I'm a child of God, yes, I am. Free at last, He has ransomed me, His grace trusted. Slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me. The sun sets free, home is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I
Another way that we worship God is through our giving. So in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he was actually visiting a lot of Gentile churches to do collections for the poor in Jerusalem. Now, one of his difficulties was that he had to assure the people that he wasn't robbing them, and he also didn't want to force them to give. So he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. Church family, we just want to thank you for how you've been honoring God with your giving. You have really come together as a community to give back to this city and beyond. You are partnering with us and with God and it really makes a difference in this city and beyond. We have a number of ways you can give today. We've got PayMe, Alipay, electronic bank transfer. You can even mail us a check. For more information, visit us online at vinechurch.life slash giving. And now we're going to jump into a brand new series with Pastor Tim and Pastor Andrew. Take it away, guys. Last words. Ask any sermon writer, script writer, journalist, author, they'll tell you that the last words of a story are the ones that are remembered the most. And so they focus to make sure that those words end the story in a place where the person reading it or encountering it can live a different life as they move forward. Last words are really important. In just a week, I'll actually be celebrating the one-year anniversary of my own father's passing. And although I wasn't able to have all the conversations with my dad that I was hoping to have, I do remember being able to spend those last few hours sitting at his bedside in conversation with him. And, and the things that we shared together will be remembered by me for the rest of my life. And one of the beautiful gifts of Scripture is that we actually have in the Gospels the very last words that Jesus spoke before he gave his life up on the cross. In, in fact, through the Gospels, we have seven sayings of Jesus. And each saying is Jesus' expression of what his heart is for the legacy that he wanted to leave behind for both the crowds and the disciples that were there in the moment, but also for us as believers now here in the future. And Jesus takes the time in that moment to share the things that were on his heart, the things that he wanted humanity to know so that it could grow and flourish. He, he spoke about loneliness. He spoke about victory and salvation. He spoke about some of the most critical human needs that we have. And he does so because he wants to speak life into those that will be left behind. And here's the crazy thing about all of that. Jesus, in the worst moment of his life, in the moments of the most excruciating pain that he ever had, his focus was not on himself, but was on us. So we need to take these last seven words of Jesus very seriously if we want to take our faith seriously. As we head into Easter over the next few weeks, we do so with a hope to be able to understand again what power there is in the death and resurrection of Jesus and what better way to prepare us than looking at these last sayings of Jesus on the cross. 
Now, we're not going to have time over the coming weeks to look at all of the seven sayings, but we're going to focus in on the sayings that we're sensing have the most importance to speak into our lives as we're in this moment of, of the season that we're in with this virus and the stuff that's going on for us personally. What are, the, what are the words of Jesus on the cross that really meet us in our needs right now? The very first thing actually Jesus shares on the cross is a word about forgiveness. And I can't think actually of a better topic right now than the one of us understanding what it is to forgive ourselves and forgive one another in the midst of what we're facing in society. I, I want to read to you actually uh, these uh, first words of Jesus on the cross just shortly before he gives up his life. It's found in Luke th uh, 23, starting in verse 33. Let me read this to us. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right side and one on his left. And then Jesus said this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's a really beautiful thought that in those moments of great pain, Jesus would think about the idea of forgiveness for us. And to really unpack this theme of forgiveness and what Jesus is really trying to say and teach to us in this moment, I can't think of a better person than our community pastor, Tim, uh, to come and have a conversation with me around the power and the anointing and the purpose of forgiveness. All right. My man. Hey. How are you? Good. It's good to see you. I'm glad that we're doing this together. Yeah. You relaxed? Yeah. You okay? You're going to be good? Uh, we'll see. We're going to be good. All right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Great. So you and I had this great conversation the other day uh, around a conflict that you face in your own personal yeah. life and a, and a conflict with somebody that obviously was very close to you and, and how difficult that moment was, but also what you kind of learned through it. Uh, tell us a little bit about that moment. Yeah. Yeah, so basically uh, what, what happened was there was this ongoing uh, a conflict and I, I, there was a point where I was like, I need to address this. I, I can't ignore this any longer. And so I decided to... Uh, what I was going to say, I came up with a plan, and part of my plan was using a pastoral skill, which is called front-loading, but hey, I thought it was a great idea, <laughs> and so basically what that involves is you let the person know what you want to talk about to give them time to sort of the process, and then, and then you set a time and you have that conversation. Right. So that's what I decided to, go, to do, so I walked into the room, and I said, hey, you know, there's something we need to talk about, we need to discuss this here. Uh, when would be a good time to chat, or let, let me know when, when there is a good time to talk about it, and... So it didn't seem like the, the person wanted to talk about it right then, so I started walking out, and he was like, hey, you can't do this. I was like, what? Uh, you, you can't uh, start talking about a problem and then walking away. I was like, okay. So we started to have a conversation, but within 30 seconds. It escalated. Yeah, it, it, it totally derailed. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. And I mean, it just, it got worse. Uh, it got to the point where I had to st step away right. because I was worried that it would escalate even further. Mm. And uh, so as I was leaving, I, I noticed myself physically shaking. I'm breathing hard uh, out of anger and, and just being so shaken up by, by the experience. And, mm. and I've, I've never experienced a rupturing of relationship like, like I, at that point in time, uh, as I did uh, in that conflict. I mean, it was, it was horrible. It's incredibly difficult to know how to move beyond that conflict. And obviously we're speaking about the topic of, of forgiveness today and, and looking at that as a, as a general topic with Jesus' words on the cross. But, but I mean, how do you even begin to think about forgiveness when you're, when you're caught up in the emotions of a moment like that? Yeah. 
So there's a, a C.S. Lewis quote that I really like. It's, uh, he says, uh, forgiveness is a lovely idea until you have something to forgive or someone to forgive. <laughs> right, exactly. Great in theory, but in practice. Right, yeah. right, right. And I have to say, up until that point, I had only, I would say, very easy sort of things to forgive. You mm -hmm. know, no, there was hurts and maybe it took me a little bit, but I was able to, to move quite quickly into forgiveness. But this was different. Mm -hmm. And so there, there was a real uh, struggle in wrestling. How, how can I do this? And so I had to unpack for myself again, uh, what, what does actually even God's word say about forgiveness? What does Jesus teach? Mm -hmm. What does he mm -hmm. model to us? Mm -hmm. And so that, that passage that, 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 that you read earlier is actually something uh, that I, I looked at. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, Jesus says, you know, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And, and just think about this. Like here's Jesus. He had the worst week. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the yes. worst week anyone's ever yeah. had. And I mean, he experienced uh, uh, betrayal by a close friend. Mm -hmm. He experienced abandonment. Right. He, he was left behind by his disciples. Yeah. He was put on trial. Mm -hmm. uh, the trial was bias, biased. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was beaten. He was mocked. And he had to carry his cross. Uh, and then he, he, he gets crucified. And I mean, uh, yeah. It, it was just absolutely horrific. But here in this moment of, of, of vulnerability, of, of this extreme pain, uh, Jesus is able to say, Father, forgive them. And I mean, for me, that's, that's just uh, amazing and that's, that's profound. I, well, well, it's profound, but it's also mind-blowing because um, I, I know that in that situation, I would not have forgiveness as the first thing that I'm thinking about whilst I've just gone through that kind of week in the pain that we're in. Uh, I mean, it just blows my mind that Jesus would even think about forgiveness in that moment. Yeah. And I mean, I can tell you, it definitely was when I was in that conflict. Right. That's definitely not what my first thought was. Oh, I'm going to... You know, <laughs> How can I forgive you? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the Father right now <laughs> exactly. uh, to, to forgive you. I was more having a self-pity party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sort of more yeah. living in, the, in that place. This is obviously not the only place in Scripture where Jesus speaks about forgiveness. Um, so I wonder whether, I know you've done some study in this area, I wonder whether you could help us by giving us a bit of a summary of Jesus's theology of forgiveness. Yeah, so the first thing that, that Jesus teaches us about forgiveness is that it's a, a command, it's not something that's optional to us. And so we're, we, we're not meant to live in this place of unforgiveness. And we can see that very clearly uh, when we look at the Sermon on the Mount and what he teaches in, us in the Lord's Prayer and right what follows right after that, uh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And so we're, mm. we're meant to be people who, who forgive. Mm. And so mm. that's, that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. the, the second thing is, and I, and I love this, and we actually see that in the, in the passage that you read earlier, you know, Father, forgive them. So this actually means that Jesus is not ignoring the wrong that right. is being done against them. Sometimes we feel like forgiveness is like letting somebody off the hook. <laughs> but actually, Jesus is naming that there was something that needed to be forgiven. And so that, that's the second thing that, that Jesus teaches us about forgiveness. You know, we can uh, name those things and, and, and bring them before God. It's, it's okay to feel the hurt. Yeah. And it's okay to be honest about that hurt. And actually, our process of forgiveness is a way of, of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And then a, a third thing is that Jesus, he wants to actually do some healing work in us. When we forgive, he wants to uh, bring some, some release from, from that hurt, uh, from, from maybe some bondage that, that we're under, mm -hmm. and, and just wants to lead us into something new. Mm. Yeah. 
So could you, um, could you pull it all together, pull those threads together, and maybe give a, a working definition for us of what the Bible might say is forgiveness? Sure. Um, so here's, here's my definition. Forgiveness is not to ignore a wrong. It is to make a decision to give up your right to get even with or hold in debt the person who has wronged you. And when we forgive, we release the emotional power another person has over us and often experience the Holy Spirit healing our emotional pain and releasing us to a brand new future. So that's what, that's what forgiveness is. Mm. It's, a, it's a beautiful definition. The reality is, though, and this is the thing that frustrates me about forgiveness, we're commanded to do it, but it's still so hard. Like, why do you think forgiveness is so hard? Well, for forgiveness, I, I think that there are several reasons why, why, that, why that is so hard. So the first reason why I think we, we struggle with, with forgiveness is uh, because the emotional hurt is so great. Um, when, when we're hurt so deeply, we sort of get tunnel vision and we just lock in mm -hmm. on, on the hurt that, that's been caused. And uh, maybe we're replaying these, these, these words that been, were said or even the words that weren't said mm -hmm. and, and these moments. And we just can't sort of gain a greater perspective on what happens. We, we, we lose sight that this is a person still made in the image of God, that God dearly loves. Um, and, and we lose sight of, of, of Jesus' call on, on our lives to forgive. So that's not even on, on our radar. We're just locked in on the certain. We're sort of replaying this. Mm -hmm. I think one of the other reasons why we struggle to forgive is because we actually um, we actually confuse uh, forgiveness with reconciliation. We think forgiveness is reconciliation. So to forgive someone is to immediately reconcile that relationship. But the, the reality is actually um, that forgiveness is a command that we're called to do individually, but reconciliation always takes two people. So if you hurt me, I might be able to forgive you, um, but for us to actually come back together again in reconciliation is not going to just require me wanting that. It's also going to require you wanting that. And I, I think that's why when Paul speaks about reconciliation, he speaks about it as a ministry. And, and so one way of thinking about this is that forgiveness is a command, but reconciliation is a ministry. Reconciliation is the heart of God. He wants us to reconcile. But he also realizes, I think, that in some cases and in some circumstances, that reconciliation on a human level is always going to be difficult. So forgiveness has to happen because I'm personally responsible for that. But reconciliation is going to take two. And if the other person's not willing to do that, well, then I can't actually reconcile that relationship. And I think we put a lot of pressure on us when we think that forgiveness is automatically going to create this beautiful moment of reconciliation. And that doesn't always take place. Yeah, and it, it reminds me of, I, I uh, used to be a pastor in, in, in a small church. And so I had a couple, and I have permission to, to, to share this. Mm. Uh, they came to me, there, there was something that happened in, the, in their marriage relationship where, I mean, it really was at a point where they might separate mm, mm. and uh, some, some, some trust was broken. And, and I, I beforehand, honestly, I felt, felt a lot of pressure, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so I was, I was praying and I, I felt God actually um, sort of telling me, just uh, talk about uh, forgiveness and reconciliation and what that is. Just point them to, towards what I can do through that. Mm, mm, and mm. so I unpacked what you, know, what you shared, mm. that we were commanded to forgive. And, and so right. they walked uh, through that and they shared with me afterwards um, that this was sort of a, a turning point for them in their relationship and that this really, um, just having that, 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 that clarity and, and walking through that process of forgiving 
and, and asking for forgiveness and, and reconciling with another save their marriage. Mm -hmm. And so for me, uh, you know, I, I think it's very powerful to teach clearly on it like you just yeah, said. Yeah. So another reason why forgiveness is, is actually challenging and difficult for us is uh, because we a lot of times we learn what forgiveness looks like from our surrounding culture. Mm. And so what our, our culture actually teaches us about for, for forgiveness is there's some conditions that have to be met uh, before we forgive. And so we could call that conditional forgiveness. Uh, first, the person needs to own uh, their mistake, and maybe you even have a list of a lot more things. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, maybe then we forgive. Right. Uh, but the, the problem with that is, is that we actually sort of uh, get caught in this place of unforgiveness, uh, which uh, harms us. Mm. ourselves mm, mm, mm. and and so so it's not a not a good place uh, to, to 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 be so it sets up I would say it actually sets us up for uh, relational pain and ongoing emotional pain but when we look at Jesus what he actually asks us to do is unconditional forgiveness where we don't set any uh, prerequisites you know person needs to do this or that before we before we forgive them and mm. and um, what what that what that does is it actually takes us and moves us quickly out of this place, or ideally moves us quickly out of this place of, of unforgiveness and, 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 and Jesus' healing work. Uh, uh, we, we experience that in our hearts, but it also flows through us in other people's lives. Mm, and so that, mm. But that's another reason why we struggle is, is because of what we learn uh, from our surrounding mm. culture. And, and that is so beautifully modeled by Jesus on the cross because, you know, I mean, everybody is guilty of the reason why he's there. Um, you know, even us, you know, who are now looking back at that event, you know, our sin also put Jesus on the cross and Jesus says, forgive them. That's that beautiful, unconditional forgiveness. Yeah. What, what a joy it is to have that in our lives. So, so, so far we've looked at, um, you know, what a theology of forgiveness is. We've taken a, a quick look at how we define forgiveness. We also have shared some of the barriers to forgiveness. Um, there are also, though, and this is important, there are great benefits to forgiveness. And I wonder whether we could shift into that now. And, and maybe you could share with us some thoughts around what are the positive things that take place when we forgive. Sure. Yeah, one, one thing that's uh, really important is God, he wants to bring uh, healing and sort of this release from, from that hurt that we've experienced when we've been wronged. And there, there's this, this, this quote that sort of highlights a, a, a sort of an issue there that I want to read to us. Mm. It's um, actually from a friend of yours, Celestine. Yeah, Celestine, Mirskura. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a, a, the, the leader and founder of African Leadership and Reconciliation Ministries, and he sort of speaking in this ethnic conflict situation, which is mm. uh, you know, very serious, mm, mm. he has this to say, a troubled heart makes unforgiving people double victims, victims of both their uh, offenders and their own hatred. <laughs> um, I, I had the sense that uh, there, there are a lot of us who are in this place of, of unforgiveness. Right. And so not only are, are we victimized by um, what, what has been done to us, but now we're also sort of captive, captive um, you know, from, from this from our own sort of uh, unforgiveness. And in mm. Jesus, he wants to release that. He wants to uh, bring healing into that, that area of your life. And, mm. and so, and I think one, one way that we can do that is uh, through, through uh, prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to, to reveal to us um, how we can move forward, you know, when we're struggling with, with forgiveness. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, I, I've, I have a, an experience with, with, with that conflict that I shared about earlier, right. where I mean, I, I really had a hard time moving forward in terms of forgiving. 
I really could not do it. And the thing that sort of shifted that was actually just praying. I was praying, and I suddenly had this, this um, sort of insight, almost like God was revealing to me and helping me to, instead of being locked in on that offense, to sort of zoom out and see a larger context. And so I was able to see some of that person's uh, hurt from the past. And, right. and so God gave me um, compassion mm. you know, for, for that person. Mm. And, um, and that then allowed me to actually move into forgiving. And I also want to say this, this compassion was not sort of this like condescending, you know, like, oh, I'm so holy. Right, right, and, right, right. Um, but it was like a, a, just something really genuine that God did, that the Holy Spirit did, you know, mm. as, I, as I came to him in prayer. I think that's a great encouragement for, for you watching today. If you're, if you're struggling with that ability to forgive, uh, that maybe the starting point for you is to move into a place of prayer around that. Um, one of the other things I think happens when we uh, find ourselves in the ability to forgive is that we don't just have a personal benefit to that. There also is a communal benefit. Mm. There is also a benefit towards the other. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I uh, had this experience. I, when I was 17, I moved to the U.S. I lived with the host family. So there were some cultural differences. Mm -hmm. and, and so over time, I, I caused offense. And, but it was not only cultural differences, it was also my, my lack of uh, maturity and selfishness and self-centeredness. And so there was things that particularly hurt my, my host mother. Mm. And it was actually um, a, a place where I revisited a, a lot. I went a lot you know, back, back to their home in the summers. And, and, and it was sort of sad because I really wanted, wanted this, this good relationship, you know, but it was, was, not, was not there. And then I remember going home one time and it was different. I was like, wow. Like, there, there, there's really clearly a shift in our relationship. And I don't know how this came up, but she told me that there was a conference you know, where she uh, was challenged to, to forgive me and that she uh, forgave me. And I, I remember like, I was so touched and moved and it had such a tangible uh, impact on my life that she did that because it's what I, was want you know, what I wanted, but right, I, I right. Couldn't, couldn't make that happen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think Jesus, when he's on that cross and he says, forgive them for they know not what they do, I think partly what he's trying to communicate in that moment is, um, I want you, Father, to release your mercy and grace on them, on them as well. Not just a place for me to go to my death knowing that I've released, but that I know in doing this, I'm releasing your mercy on others. And there's something quite profound in that. What is it for those people that are watching this and, and they're, they're excited about this, but they also realize there's still that barrier for them. What is one thing you can leave them with today that's gonna enable to, to open up a pathway of forgiveness in their lives? Yeah. yeah, so one thing that I believe opens up sort of this path, pathway or that can get us past this, this, this blockage is um, and I, I think actually our passage um, points us towards it, you know, where Jesus says, Father, forgive them, mm. um, is, is Jesus' forgiveness itself. When we take time to meditate, reflect on that, and, and allow ourselves to be touched by the love of Jesus. And I've had this like several times in my life where I'm uh, reflecting on that and, and reflecting on, on Jesus' love, his forgiveness, which he already has decided he, he does. It's right. not, he doesn't have to make up his mind. He's like, mm, let me think about this. <laughs> he's, he's already done that. Right. And, and I've been so deeply moved because I'm aware of my own sinfulness, my own brokenness. Uh, that, but when, when, I, when I have these, these sort of moments where I just realize uh, his, his love and his forgiveness, it sort of then allows me to turn around and how could I not forgive you know, somebody else? How could I not let that forgiveness that I've received flow 
you know, through to, to somebody else. So that, that's something um, that you might want to try mm. uh, that can help you move past sort of that, that blockage when you're struggling. So just meditate mm. and reflect on Jesus' forgiveness and love for you and ask him to reveal that to you mm. and make that real. Mm -hmm. There's so much that uh, Tim has unpacked for us today in this area of forgiveness, and we want to make sure that you are able to get the best and the most out of this content. And so, uh, like we've done in the weeks past, we've put together a, a little worksheet uh, that's available uh, for you. Uh, and I want to encourage you, if you're watching this on your own right now, uh, and you've been listening to all that Tim has been sharing, and uh, I want to encourage you in the moment just to pause the screen uh, and then a as a community, begin to have a discussion. Talk about some of the questions that we're going to put up on the screen. Uh, have those great conversations together. Um, I want to encourage you, actually. I, I think a lot of what Tim's been sharing has been really stirring my heart. And I think there's a, a, a need for ministry off the back of a message like this. And so, again, if you're in small communities right now, pause it, talk about it pray for one another, allow that Holy Spirit ministry to come so that you can break those blockages and move into a place of deeper forgiveness in your life. Tim, I want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time to study this passage, for, for looking at one of these last seven words of Jesus on the cross and bringing your wisdom and insight and also just sharing quite openly and personally yeah. today. I uh, really appreciate you and all yeah. you've done. Thanks, Thanks Andrew. My yeah. pleasure. I really hope you enjoyed that message today. If you want to keep up with everything that's happening at The Vine, follow us online at vinechurch.life. You can also find us on all the social media platforms. And remember, if you're feeling at all anxious or overwhelmed or you just want someone to talk to you, we have resources available to you on our website, vinechurch.life care. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Stay happy and healthy. See you later.